Hello and welcome to the Pageant Buzz podcast. You are here with your hosts, Kristen and Rebecca. This is a podcast where we talk about glam, glitz, and what life is really like with a crown. This is a podcast for those girls who have inhaled more hairspray than they have oxygen. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Pageant Buzz podcast. You are here with your hosts, Rebecca and Kristen, and today we're going to talk about all the things that don't matter, but actually matter. Otherwise known as how to influence people and win friends, because we can't how to win have a friends and influence no, people. I don't want to do a copyright violation of the book. Oh, so I try to like switch it up. Cause I don't want people to be like, oh, they're just copying that book. You know what I mean? I've actually never read the book, so we're not copying it. Okay. <laughs> I just know the name of it. And it makes me think of all these little things that we were just talking about. And I was like, Hey, I bet that's what that book is actually about. Yes. So we're talking today about everything not to do with your wardrobe, not to do with how you walk on stage how, and everything that has nothing to do with the actual words that come out of your mouth during interview. Yeah, exactly. Because there are a lot of little things that you, you may or may not think about and that may or may not get back to the judges and influence them in a way that they don't even realize it's influencing, influencing them. And beyond the judges, I feel like it influences your reputation in pageantry, which is a really small world. And to me, that matters just as much as the overall results of the crown, because whether you compete one time or many times, you to me, your reputation is what you have. You can't really rebuild it. And I think that matters a lot. So yes, you can win, but you know what I mean? Oh yeah. I I mean, you don't want everyone you're competing with to hate you. You don't want a director to hate you. You don't want a director who has a, a friend that directs this other pageant system to be like, you know, who's a nightmare is Rebecca Wheeler. Like that's just not, (laughs) that's just not something that you want going on in the pageant community about you. Exactly. And I have always been a huge advocate of like being authentic to who you are. I'm not saying anything about like change your personality or change who you are, but there are certain things that you have to be aware of of nonverbal things that can happen and how you're perceived that you may or may not realize that people are watching around you that like I know for myself when I'm listening or thinking sometimes my face is maybe not the most pleasant and it's been something that over the years I've really had to work on when I've because even in the professional world when I'm sitting in a meeting I want to now give off an an environment or a aura of, I am still pleasantly listening. I'm not listening with a horrible look on my face because that is my natural look. So now I have to kind of frame my face in a pleasantly listening look instead of a what is happening look. I put absolutely zero effort into that at work. Actually, I probably should, but I don't think about it ever. 
I do. I do think about it because I took a leadership class um, years ago whenever I was very first promoted to manager at my position. And it was something that we talked about a lot is how you're perceived in meetings and things like that. And I realized right away that that was something that I struggled with is I don't always feel like I was taken seriously in meetings. And maybe it was because I wasn't giving off the vibe that I was listening with respect. And so I started being really present of listening respectfully, which included facial expressions because I know I was listening, but I wanted the person who was speaking to feel that I was taking them seriously and not like, you know, just like thinking they were stupid or something, even though I wasn't, I was just absorbing and processing. And so now I try to have just more of a pleasant look on my face. Granted, it's not like a huge smile or anything, but it's more of a pleasant look. Okay. I do do a form of this. And I learned this when I worked at my company that's out of based out of Japan because they mm-hmm. 1 million percent expect you to respond. So if somebody says, okay, does anyone have any questions? They expect you to either shake your head no or say the word no. So I like am verbally say yes. And they otherwise if it's just like quiet, it that was always like a, a weird thing them. They're like, um, is anyone going to answer? Like that was not acceptable. So I still do that now as I'm listening to Mm -hmm. someone else. Can I'll be shaking my head? Yes. I'll shake my head. No, I will respond. I'll give a thumbs up, anything like that. So actively listening. Yes. That's how I would describe that being very active in your listening, but I definitely don't change my facial expression. That's okay. I just, it's something that I just have personally had to work on. Not everyone has to work on that. It's not something everybody has an issue with. It's just something I realized years ago, especially in my early twenties that I wasn't great at. I just had a really unpleasant look on my face occasionally. Right. Well, so that, I mean, yeah. So basically faces in photos that I feel like that kind of leads into that. You need to be aware of what your face looks like in photos. If you are standing on stage and you are in the background and you know, they're taking photos, do not roll your eyes or have a sourpuss look because that could be somebody's crowning moment. And that picture will get shared every single year until they die. And it will be potentially like framed and on covers of program books and it will be published places in in newspapers and things like that, like think about like that, that is potentially going to be your crowning moment someday if it's not yours this year. So you don't want that to be ruining your crowning moment in the future of having somebody in the background making a crazy face. So smile for the winner. It is again, we've said this before, but it is not her fault. She won. Be happy for her. You can be disappointed that it wasn't you, but be happy for her. She worked hard for this just like you did. Clap for her. I think probably most of our listeners have seen that picture going around of the recent Miss Texas competing for Miss America that was just crowned. One of the most epic crowning photos I've ever seen where like the entire, like all of the contestants behind her are like jumping up and down. They are so excited for her. 
such a great reaction for her crowning moment. Like that is the kind of crowning moment you want behind you. Yeah. And you want to at least, I get it though. Like your face probably hurts at that point. And just like, Mm kind of like you said, just make an effort to have like a nice, pleasant face and then push through and get a smile on. Yeah. Yes. Like I try to remember, like, even in that disappointing moment, like put a golf clap on, clap your hands, smile, take it at the moment. Even if you're really disappointed, just clap and you can have your meltdown when you get back to your room, when you're in private. But right now this is her moment and you have to remember, like, she is so excited and you most likely probably love her and you think she is so awesome and she is so worthy of this. So be excited for her genuinely. Be disappointed for yourself later, but really just smile, be happy for her. And outside of that crowning moment, remember like all the other times that you're being photographed, whether it's at an outing or during rehearsal, there are be there are pictures all the time being taken during pageant week and pageant weekend. You cannot be like 24 seven smiling and happy and like on for camera, but just remember whenever you're out and about, like, don't be that girl that's like, you know, screaming at somebody or losing your temper on somebody. Just remember like you're representing your city, your county, your state, your country. Think about that all the time and be aware that we live in a really digital world where everybody has a camera and everybody has a phone that can capture these moments. So just be very aware of that. And even just talking about, you know, like a, like body language, facial expressions, there's a lot of waiting around sometimes in pageants and you might be waiting in a line to go out on stage. You might be just waiting for your turn to do choreography and just remembering that, okay, maybe I don't need to be slouching and looking a little messy, like -hmm. just making sure that you always look confident and presentable in some way, shape or form, because heaven forbid somebody does take a picture and they share it on social media and you are sitting on the ground with no shoes on. Or something like that. <laughs> right. Or like you're in the background of the photo taking a nap, you know, like with your yes. like with your dress or whatever. And that that is not what you want. Like you can you can be relaxed and like have your downtime, but do it in a way that is still appropriate. Yeah, because you would be surprised that like how many people actually can see that kind of stuff, especially in pageant rehearsals. If you're, even if you're on stage, I mean, I know at Ohio, we, the wings of the stage, you really kind of got to be pretty far back so that the audience doesn't actually see you. And so Mm -hmm. in rehearsals, a lot of the times you're going to crowd in so you can see a little more. Well, so the judges sometimes sit in on rehearsals. They can see all of that. The director can see all that. They can see if you're paying attention or talking to the other women. I mean, we had one miss one year. She kept wrapping herself up in the curtain. Like why? Because she was cold or something? I, no, I don't even know. I think she was just screwing around. She was like 25. And I had to oh, finally, okay. I was like, I was like, you got to stop doing that. <laughs> Like, yeah, it's what probably is so distracting you? for the girls who are out on stage actually practicing too. 
Yes. And I was not competing this year. So I, I could be a, a bit of a bossy Betty with that, but I was like, okay, you got to knock that off. That is ridiculous. Yeah. Well, definitely what you're saying about being aware of the wings, what's happening in the wings of the stage applies not just during the rehearsal, but also during the competition. It is, I have judged a lot and I can tell you, we can see what's happening in the wings from the judges area very often. So be aware that we can see when you're waiting to come out a lot. Just be aware. So don't be crazy yeah. back there. Don't be doing anything that's, we can, we can see you a lot. So you're right. Um, you have to be pretty far back for us to not see you. So we're not judging you right then, but if, if there's something really crazy happening, we notice if you're, mm -hmm. you know, doing a, doing a little dance or something kind of weird, like we notice it. <laughs> yes. And it's distracting attention from the person that's on stage. Yes. Okay. Well, I heard you mention a term and I want to ask you <laughs> if you would elaborate this a little more. Um, you called yourself a bossy Betty. What does this mean? Okay. Um, I guess I, so I, first of all, I, I'm like also one of those people that I hate the word bossy because, but it's a leader, just, <laughs> yeah. it was just funny in the, in that way that it had come to my mind was like bossy Betty. And it's, but in the way I'm thinking of it, it does feel very appropriate because so let's say you're in a group and you guys are learning choreography. I swear there's always that one person that thinks that they are the choreographer's assistant and they're saying, <laughs> Hey, you're not on, you are not on beat. We need to go a little quicker or, Oh, Hey, you need to take a step up further or, Hey, you missed your cue. And there's always somebody right. That yeah. wants to just completely take over the choreography and it makes it harder for people around them to truly focus on the actual choreographer and their actual direction. And it drives everybody crazy. I know you think you might be, help, be helping you are not. And it will drive people up a wall. Well, and I think it's really hard for the actual choreographer when there mm -hmm. is someone trying to kind of micromanage everyone because they need to do their job. So what actually would help the choreographer the most, which I've never been a choreographer, but I would think what would help them the most is for the great dancers or great um, at picking up choreography is to be great at what you're doing and be quiet and then let them kind of help the people who are struggling instead yes. of you trying to take over and help them. You just be a great example for them to watch. And that way they can say, okay, watch what she's doing here and follow her and like, let them do the counting and say like, don't forget step. Okay, go all that. Instead of you stopping what you're doing to help the other people focus on what you're doing and excel at that and let the choreographers handle fixing the mistakes. Yes, because also they can see everybody. So mm -hmm. if that person's little tiny mistake is actually a, a thing that's very noticeable, they're going to correct it. Now, if somebody comes to you and they're like, Hey, you are picking this up. I really need help. Totally different, but right. Or they may ask you to work with them like after rehearsal for a little while privately or something that's different, but don't take time in the middle of your real rehearsal time to try to like step on the choreographer's toes and take over. 
we don't need that. Exactly. Exactly. Same goes for if you're backstage and you're trying to rearrange people and it's like, no, no, no. You were, it's like one of those things where you worry about yourself. Like what I tell my kids when one of the other kids is doing something that they feel like they need to police. It's like, no, worry about yourself. (laughs) That's all you need to worry about. I distinctly remember being at nationals. I don't remember if it was at Mrs. America or at Mrs. International, but we were all lined up backstage and the girl and like, I think she was two in front of me, wasn't there. And we were about to go out and it was for opening number and she wasn't there and we were just going to go and she wasn't there. And the, there was somebody else in our little group who was like, where is she? Where is she? And I was like, look, if she's not here, we're going to have to just go. We can't wait on her because then we're all going to be like none of us are going to go. Like it's either she's not going to be there or none of us are going to be there. And we don't have like an option. Like we were all kind of like, we're going. And she was late. Like she had to come out in like the next time we all went out, you know, like how sometimes mm-hmm. like you go out in your group, then you go back off stage and you come out again. And she missed it because she wasn't out like lined up with us. But mm-hmm. if we would have waited and like been a bossy Betty or whatever and like waited for her, our entire group would have missed our opening number <laughs> and that would have been nuts. So no one in the audience, probably not one person noticed that she didn't come out on that one little thing that we came out because we were mm-hmm. only out for like an eight count. We came back off, we came back on and she was there. No one noticed, but it would have been very noticeable if like eight girls didn't show up on stage. <laughs> it would have been very yes. strange. Well, and another thing that just will, I promise you might think you're helping. It's driving everybody crazy is when you're trying to do a group picture and there's somebody that's like, okay, no, no, no. You need to stand here. No, you're in the wrong spot. No, you need to go there. And it's like, Mm -hmm. how about you just hide in the back because you're ticking everybody off right now? Yeah. Kind of like what you said about the choreographer being able to see everything. Like whoever's taking the picture is going to know if they can see everyone. So whether it's exactly. the actual pageant photographer or someone who's just, you know, being kind to take the photo, let them say like, you know, Tennessee stand to the left, um, you know, Oklahoma go to the right, Minnesota, we can't see you. Like, let them tell you who they can and can't see instead of the person who's in the picture trying to co- coordinate it. Cause you can't tell. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Totally. Exactly. And the same with like fighting over spots. Have you ever seen that before? Oh, it, it, <laughs> it is like the worst. Probably one of my, which I have a good side, quote unquote. I don't know if you have a, like a, a good side in your picture. Like, you mm-hmm. know, I like to, to stand on a certain side. Like I like my one side of my face and pictures better. So I always, when, when it is a group picture, I always try to get on that side of the photo but I don't care where I am in the lineup. I just need to be on one particular side of my mm-hmm. body. I don't, but if it doesn't work out, it's okay. But I do have a preference, you know, but I always try to ask, like, is this your good side? If it's like just two of us, I'm always like, is, is this your good side? Cause I, if it's not like, I will, I'll do two pictures. I'll do like one on my good side, one on her good side, because I want her to have her option too. I think I've done it with you before where we've each taken one on our good side, but I don't like, (laughs) I don't like to like, 
I hate whenever a girl like all of a sudden like comes right in the middle of the photo when oh. you're already all like lined up. You yes. know what I'm talking about? Like, like you've already got this group photo already all perfect. Everybody's gotten situated. The photographer's gotten you all there. And then all of a sudden someone else just jumps in in the middle and now you have to rearrange everyone because she wanted to be like front and center. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't even in this picture in the beginning. <laughs> it's just like, we would love to have you in the picture, but just like get on the end. <laughs> and you know what though, if that happens, unfortunately you're going to have to roll with it because you don't want to be the one complaining about anything either because that matters also. So yep. it's like, okay, we're just going to, we're all just going to scooch over. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. We're going to let Rebecca Wheeler be right in the middle. And then she's going to right. turn slightly so that her good side shows. So then her good side is on the right side. I know. Oh my gosh. No. But if you ever really look at like my pageant group photos, you will notice I'm almost always on the same side. And it's because I try to get lined up. I will be in a different position, but I'm almost always on the same side of the photo. <laughs> I think if I did have a preference, it's just typically whatever side my hair is parted on. I like the fuller side to be towards the camera. I think that's probably more Mine is my, the opposite. my preference. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I like the left side of my face better, which is, but I part my hair like where the right is the fuller part, but I like to have my left side of my face facing the camera. It's weird. That does feel weird, but I know. Is it just a feeling you have? I just feel like it photographs cuter for me. Okay. I don't know. It's just, it's personal preference. No, I'm positive. My face looks fine on both sides. It's just my face. It's just how I like it better. Maybe I just know my angle better on that side. But you'd never complain about it, would you? Never, because this is probably above and beyond bossy Betty the all the other things we've talked about like what you're doing in the wings body language all this complainer karen i guess we could call her complainer karis i don't know what c name she might be our least favorite girl at the pageant complaining kathy yes there we go don't be a complaining kathy (laughs) Mm -mm. here are some examples of complaining kathy Let's say it's a pageant where you have a hotel room. You walk in the room and immediately call the front desk because you don't like your room. Not that there's anything wrong with the room. You just don't like it. This is not the room you wanted. Well, it's a room that was provided to you from the pageant. You really can't complain about that. It's different if there's like, you know, something truly wrong, like your toilet doesn't flush or something like that. Like that is an issue. This is just a room like you don't like because it's on uh, the right by the elevator. Well, that's right. not a problem. Like you, this is a room that you got, you're not paying for. You can't, That's not something to complain about. What is something else you've heard people complain about? I've heard people complain about schedule changes. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard okay. of people complaining about they don't like their roommate. Or maybe they don't like their opening number dress they were given. I, yes, I, I have 1 million percent heard the complaining of the opening number dress. And let me tell you, if you're complaining to your director about that, they are most likely the one that picked it. And they are most likely the one that actually thought it was really cute. Yeah. 
And um, I've also heard a lot of complaining about like food. Yes. Yes, I have too. Not that the food, like it's different if this food doesn't meet a dietary need that you have, like a true allergy or a true, you know, like you're a vegan and you didn't have an option or something like that. This is just, I don't like this food. Well, yes. Like most of the time, either this food was brought in by a sponsor who is donating this food to you, like a restaurant in the town or something like that, who is, is truly like giving this food to you as a contestant. And this is a gift in my mind. So you cannot complain at this point, like they're give gifting this to you or again, you're not paying for it. It's just Mm -hmm. food that is being provided to you. So it might not be your preference, but to complain about it is really like just not good etiquette. Would you complain if you went to a wedding and you didn't like the food? Never. Would you complain to the bride? Would you walk up to her and be like, I'm sorry, but your food is terrible. (laughs) Maybe that's how I, I, but you not during the wedding, you wouldn't ruin her. No, I would never say, I I would never say a word ever, but you might, you might say something to your husband or you might say something to your friend who you went to the wedding with, but I, you have to think about like the people putting on this pageant, the directors, the staff in, in the world of pageantry, like this is like a wedding, this, this event they've been working on all year long. They've been putting together this event all year, sometimes longer, bringing in, coordinating all of this schedule, all of these things. So if you are complaining about things like this, it is just like, in my mind, you walking up to them and they are the bride of the wedding and you're being like, I'm sorry, I hate the food at your wedding. If you're Mm -hmm. complaining about the food or if you're a bridesmaid and they have purchased this bridesmaid dress for you. You're not paying for it. And you go up to them and you're complaining about your bridesmaid's dress that they're giving you and they want you to wear. Mm -hmm. It's all the same. Like you, that you got, you kind of have to think about it in these terms. Yes. The ones that are complaining are, first of all, nobody likes a complainer. Nobody wants to, when you're there trying to have fun, trying to have a great experience, nobody wants to sit there and listen like, oh my gosh, it's so hot. Why is it so hot? Oh my gosh, I'm so hot. It's like, yeah, we're all hot and you're making it worse by complaining about it. Right. Like, I know. please stop. <laughs> like, oh, oh, whenever I competed at Mrs. International, I was in West Virginia. It was in Charleston, West Virginia, and it was in July. It was very, very, very hot in Charleston, West Virginia in July and very humid. And we had one of our days that was an outdoor like outing day where we got to go to this really cool salt mine where they like mined salt. And then they made all these really cool things out of the salt. Like they made um, bath salts and like soaps and stuff. It was really amazing. And we got to tour it and like have a brunch there and stuff. But then right after we went to downtown Charleston and like walked around and it was outdoor like the entire time. It was incredibly humid and incredibly hot. What good is it going to do to complain that it's hot? Like we are all exactly the same temperature. No one is has an advantage of being in like some miraculous air conditioned thing. Like everyone's outdoors. <laughs> so yes. instead 
I made the best of it. And when we were doing our shopping thing, I went to an ice cream shop and like did a photo op and got ice cream and like took cute pictures with my ice cream and ate the ice cream to cool down. I'm like, I'm not, I don't really need to go shop shop, but I'm going to go to this really cute ice cream place and eat ice cream. <laughs> That's what I did during the shopping time. Well, and like, a big just reason... find a way to like make the best of it. Don't yes. complain about how hot you are. Like go find a way to like make the best of your situation. Yeah. And the reason too, is not just because the more you complain, it is going to affect your overall mood in general. Like that's mm-hmm. just psychology. It's going to affect your mood if you complain and you don't, you know, just look at what to be grateful for in that moment. And typically in a pageant, that is the mindset you want to be in. But if that director hears somebody that's just, oh my gosh, all they do is complain and they don't want to let, like all they do is complain. Guess what? Yeah. If that director and the judges happen to be, just all sitting around. I know a lot of pageants don't want their judges talking to each other. There are some pageants that do allow it. And if it comes up and somebody says your name and the director has a face like, oh my gosh, that woman is an absolute nightmare. All she does is complain. Mm -hmm. Or there could be a judge that's somewhere in earshot because you don't always even know who they are. And they hear you complaining. It's just off-putting when you're trying to find someone to represent a brand. Exactly. Especially because a lot of the times at competitions, the judges eat meals with you or near you. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether it's at an event, like one of the special dinners, or even sometimes at breakfast or lunch, they are very near and around you. And if they hear you sitting at your table, talking to your table mates about how terrible the food is or how awful the room is or how you don't like your roommate or whatever that thing is that you're complaining about, that is what they hear. But Mm -hmm. if they hear how much fun you're having, how incredible the experience has been, how many memories you're making, how much fun you're having, like any of those things, that is like that is all they hear is like, okay, positive, positive, positive. That's a good thing. You like, you want to be honest, obviously. You don't want to be like fake cheerleaders, you know, fake where you're just like all like, oh my gosh, this is the best time ever if it's not. But mm-hmm. find the things that you're truly enjoying. Like last night was so fun. I loved getting to do X, Y, and Z and be truthful about it. And say, I I'm really having fun getting to know all of you guys, like, and ask them genuine questions and get to know your sister queens and those kinds of things. So it's, it's honest. And that way it's not just a big complaint fest because nobody likes that and it doesn't make it fun and it makes it miserable for everyone around you. So I read this book and I've brought it up, I think before chasing excellence, and Mm -hmm. it's about this trainer who trained Katrin for CrossFit games. And he talks about this one year at the CrossFit games where they basically ended up keeping the athletes up all night long. Like something Mm -hmm. happened with their flights and it was a mess. And then they had to come back and compete. And there were all these athletes, just all they were doing was like, they can't make us compete. We have no, we've had no sleep. This is ridiculous. They were all just complaining. And they were also filming a documentary 
So this crew was interviewing all these athletes and they were all saying the same thing. And then they went up to Katrin and they said, Hey, so how are you doing? Not having, you know, been to bed yet and you have to go compete. And what's that like? And her response was, Oh, you know what? I actually did get some sleep at the airport. And then I got some sleep on the plane. And when I got back here, I was able to take a nap. So I'm actually feeling really good right now. Like totally, totally opposite from what everybody else was saying. And that mindset, he talks about it all the time, how her having this positive outlook on absolutely everything is truly what helped her win the CrossFit games back-to-back years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's just like that reframing it. And instead of looking at it as uh, we had this extra rehearsal or they just changed this thing on the schedule, just being like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. We get an extra rehearsal because I was struggling with this part and now we get to practice it more and, or think about it as, oh, well they changed the schedule, but now I get to do this extra event or I get to have this cool photo shoot. They just added, or I get to do this new event that they put on the schedule. Like think about it that way, instead of being like, oh, you know, think about it as a positive thing. Okay. I know we're like stuck on complaining and we'll get off of it after this. But another thing I've heard people complain about is sometimes the gifts that they receive and maybe they don't like them or they're like, what am I going to do with this? And it's like, are you kidding? That probably came out of the director's personal paycheck. Truly. Either a lot of times like gifts. mm -hmm. Yeah. Like from the directors, from the sponsors who have donated these gifts, like, or from the each, the other contestants who brought them to mm-hmm. gift to you. So to act like you don't want them or like it's silly or, you know, thought like kind of treat them thoughtlessly and like leave them behind or something like that. Not okay. No. Oh my gosh. Yes. Leaving things behind. Okay. That reminds me, do not leave behind anything in the dressing room for somebody else to pick up because we were talking about this earlier. We have both been on pageant staffs for backstage work and we're the ones who have to clean it up. And it's just kind of rude. And it's like, you don't, you know, you might be mad or upset. And so you're like, I don't want my first runner up award. I'm just going to leave it because I'm so ticked off or, well, I I mean, the director is going to hear about that for the next year. And that word spreads pretty quickly. Heaven forbid, you know, like I'm just happened to be chatting with somebody and I'm like, Oh yeah. Our first runner up last year left. This did not happen specifically with a first runner up, by the way, I just caveat. That's just an example. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm just using this as an example and Oh my gosh. Yeah. She left all of her awards and she left her gifts and she left like all of her garbage in the dressing room. So now like we just have it because we're trying to get a hold of her to give her stuff. And now she's talking about coming back. Can you believe it? And all of a sudden, then that person's a judge for the next year. Yeah. And I mean, you just, I know, like we talked about with the picture thing, like on stage, like you can, you are allowed to be disappointed. That is okay. You can have your feelings, but you also have to remember like what we talked about, like you're an adult. Or if you're, you know, if you're a mom and your kid's competing, like you have to remember someone has to clean all this up 
this is not like there's no janitor service or anything like someone and even if there is the janitors have to clean it up like be a human and just clean up after yourself take your things with you take your outfits with you take all the things you brought with you take it behind take it with you do like check your area make sure you picked everything up and especially if you were gifted something take that with you exactly that is so rude to leave behind gifts because I have seen that too and it's like really like somebody like went through a lot of trouble to you know pick that out and purchase it and get it ready for you and you just are leaving it behind it's not nice Rebecca oh gosh speaking of nice we're talking about being like, be really positive, be great. But the other thing that I know sometimes can be difficult, especially if you're having a long pageant week is the people that are trying too hard to yeah, be the over the top. Yes. That can be, I don't want to say annoying. I don't want to say anything like that because like everyone can appreciate somebody that's like truly kind. It's just sometimes those people that just like are like, Hey, you're doing great. You're doing awesome. And they're like right there in your space all the time can just, right. it, it's like overstimulating. And I think that the place I notice it most is right around interview time when a lot of people need that kind of quiet time to, to get ready before interview. Um, many people just handle that time differently. Some people want to talk, some people don't. And being really respectful of that and being aware if this person is kind of off to themselves, they probably don't want to have a really casual chit chatty conversation about absolutely nothing or hear you talking about your interview or those kinds of things, or they don't want to hear what the judges ask you. They're preparing for their own interview. That's where I find most people kind of feel a little frustrated is that like, pre-interview chitter chatter like give people their space right there let them handle that that time the way they need to people compete differently and a lot of people just need that really focused quiet before they go in they do not want to have a lot of like mindless chit chat before that yes exactly and I feel like people can really sense when you're being genuine too. And so if it is just something you feel like you need to be like and overcompensate for something and you feel like you just have to be over the top nice to everybody, be nice, be pleasant. But this like the over the top sometimes can push people away and oh, yeah. make them and feel like you're not genuine. Have you, I'm not sure if you've ever had this experience, but I have competed before where there's like, a contestant that would just randomly like start like cheering in the middle of rehearsal like for everybody as they like would go like just randomly in rehearsal like they would just be like yes you're crushing it you know crushing it Mississippi so good Missouri like really randomly and like no one is cheering like we're just rehearsing we're just like practicing swimsuit <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like like that like that can be very encouraging but if like no one is cheering. Like you don't need to be the one girl that starts cheering. Like just let, let everybody rehearse, save your energy 
like save your energy for for your performance when you're going to practice and if if everybody's you know like kind of being like positive and stuff like that's great but like don't be the one girl that like randomly starts like screaming out that it can just really be like off-putting at that moment yeah it can be off-putting and it can really make people look at you like you're a little bit of an energy vampire like It's just too much. And everybody is kind of trying to conserve their energy because it's probably a pretty long weekend or a pretty long week. Mm -hmm. So yeah, but don't be, it's kind of, to me, one of those things like read the room and just Mm -hmm. kind of feel the energy. Like there are those days when everybody's kind of hyped and like really excited. And it does feel a little bit more like everybody's kind of like excited to cheer everybody on and get the energy up. But other days where it's like a little more serious, like it's getting a little closer to prelims or whatever, and people are taking it like a little more low key of like focusing in and it's not really the time for that. You mm-hmm. you can, you it just has a different energy in the room, I feel like. It does. And I don't know how to segue this. So I'm just going to say the next thing that we don't want to forget. It. It's do not under any circumstances, no matter what happens, be rude to a staff member. Never, never, never. No, never, ever, ever. It cannot happen. There is never an appropriate time to ever be, well, really to anyone, you should never be rude, but never, ever, ever, ever should you be rude to anyone who is on staff. They're typically at their most stressed time. They are trying to make this the best experience they can for you. They are giving a week or, you know, the weekend, that so much time out of their day, their, their life to make this experience the best they can for you and do not take out whatever's going on in your personal thing on them. It is not their fault. Yes, because truly 99.9% of pageant staff are volunteers. They really are. And you're right. Like, like for instance, I volunteered for Ohio America this year. I'm not on, I'm not even, I'm not like technically on staff. I'm, I was just a volunteer. I'm not a director. I was just doing whatever needed to be done in order for all the women to have a good experience. I didn't have anybody snap at me or anything, but had somebody snapped at me, I probably would have snapped pretty hard back because it's not like I had anything to worry about and I would not be happy. And it wouldn't, I, I wouldn't put it past myself to not tattle there. I said, I would probably be like, Christy, someone's yeah, going to yell just, at me. It's just not, it's not appropriate. Just be kind. Be so nice to these people. They are literally, like you said, almost always volunteers. And they do it because they love pageants and they love this experience that they're able to help provide for the competition and for the contestants just like remember they love what they do just as much as you love competing and thank them be kind always be kind and the I mean truly I feel like all pageants always have schedule changes all pageants always have something you know that happens so you need to be flexible either way with that sort of thing anyways Well, I feel like we have done a pretty good job of covering how to win friends and influence people. How do you feel? I like it. I think 
it's just don't be don't be the bossy Betty. Don't be a complaining Kathy. Use basic kindergarten skills where you're listening and paying attention. And yeah, don't be rude to staff. Just mm-hmm. be yourself and don't be over the top. Don't feel like you need to shove yourself in the middle of a picture and <laughs> but, but also get on your good side if possible. Yes. Rebecca Wheeler can get on her good side, but there's usually plenty of spaces for that. So that shouldn't be a problem. All right, Rebecca, do you have a Chris's question for me? Okay. Um, my question of the week is if you are given the opportunity to represent this title for the next year, what is one thing that you want to see change in the system? I would love for all of our title holders to have a bigger presence on social media only because I feel like it's getting to the point where you can have such a bigger reach on social media. And I know for me being a missus, maybe not necessarily everyone's going to be a social media queen, but I think if we really push it and even for instance, teach all the title holders how to use certain platforms, it could really help our overall system. And that's what I'd like to see. I love it. Great answer. I had to be very vague because I didn't know what system or what the title was or anything. I know. I know. But I I thought it would be a good practice question for anybody who's listened. Oh, absolutely. I think that would be a good one. And then really quickly, this Sunday, Be Fearless Consulting by Rebecca Wheeler is hosting an America Week. Oh, what would you call it? Like workshop. Workshop. So it's going to be, um, there are five national level judges who are going to be doing round robin style judging. It's going to be recorded so that you can have that to share with your director and your team. You can come interview ready if you'd like, so then you can get feedback on your interview outfit, your hair, makeup, whatever you want. You're going to get feedback that day from all of these judges And you get to spend an hour with the Be Fearless team to ask any questions, do any kind of coaching, whatever you want to do for one hour of any kind of whatever you could possibly think of. Find us at Pageant Buzz Pod on Instagram. And as Rebecca always says, don't forget to sparkle. Follow us on Instagram at Pageant Buzz Pod for all things Pageant Buzz.